0: Another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your host I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. First of all, thank you guys for all the love we have been getting on all of our socials. We are breaking into the hundreds over on Instagram. So that's Bayou underscore Chronicles.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, and now our Facebook, too. And
0: now our Facebook, too, because we were just talking about how I didn't know that they were the same company. And so, I linked our Facebook page and our Instagram page together. So, you know, work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube is being so good to us, minus a few hate comments. So, you know, mm, you know that means you're really getting somewhere when you get hate comments, right? It really is, because
1: the one that we keep getting hate comments on has, like... 600 views and like
0: 12 likes so like it's doing really good so they're just helping us honestly so thank you for the hate comments we love talking about you um (laughs) we have a goal to hit a thousand subscribers by the end of 2021 so we truly appreciate all the support it means so much that y'all look forward to another episode or a stream from us um, we really just enjoy hanging out for you, with you guys. We do this because it's our hobby. Yeah, it's our, well,
1: when we, when we do recordings, like today, obviously, we get together, we have lunch. Today we had the Lord's Chicken, <laughs> and we're about to talk about spooky stuff, so it's kind of ironic. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs>
0: mm, whatever. Um... On today's episode, though, we are going to discuss something that will make you sleep with all your lights on tonight. Um, so have fun with that. Um, this is something. Um, so this is something that made Bethany have some really spooky things happen in her home since researching. So you know, there's that. <sighs> this has been fun. Has been, yeah. Um, we are. We are going to discuss something that I hadn't heard of um, until Bethany mentioned it to me. I had no idea what this was until she brought it up. And she actually brought this up when we first started the podcast. I did because I had just recently watched the movie mm-hmm. that I'm
1: going to talk about later. And Crystal, like, immediately put out her phone and started Googling. And then yes. she, like, put her phone down. And she's like, no.
0: Don't tell me. <laughs> Don't tell me yet. Um, I really do feel like my whole realm of, like paranormal stuff has really broadened since Bethany and her mom, and really Nikki and her mom. Yeah, like all of us have tainted Crystal. Like, y'all <laughs> totally tainted me. No, like, I enjoy this kind of paranormal stuff, but I enjoyed it from, like, oh, I like watching the movies kind of like mindset until I met these four women, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, everything's real and it's creepy, it's, and I kind of love it. It's trendy
1: now because of TikTok, because I feel like a lot of people post like those videos, but like, when i was a kid growing up i was the weird kid yeah in the weird family that experienced stuff
0: okay i'll admit this my my experience with like paranormal stuff was i like to watch tv shows like charmed i grew up watching Charmed. like i love it any like witchy Mm -hmm. wizard magic-y show was always right up my alley and still is um like, that was just my thing. Anything that yeah. was paranormal, like, I remember watching Supernatural when it first came out on TV, and that was, like, my show, because it was, like, spooky, and there was, like, vampires or witches, and there was, like... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. And Angel, oh, and all I those good them. shows that
1: they don't make anymore. Yes,
0: those were my jam. So, that was my experience with it all. I loved it from, like, a TV show perspective, And then these wonderful four ladies came into my life and were like, hey girl, this crap is real. Enjoy. And it has never left me since. (laughs) So get ready. We are going to discuss Dybbuk boxes. And maybe you don't know what they are because I haven't looked them up. And So she's going to be telling me all this creepy stuff right along with you. Mm. So let me pass it over to Bethany and I hope you enjoy this one.
1: Yeah. Okay, guys. So for today's episode, we're we're gonna do this a little bit differently um, because a lot of people like normally just like jump into like current stories and you know what they look like. We're gonna start by really talking about like the origin and like how this all started and how it's like super trendy now and all over the internet. Literally everywhere, and I can't believe Crystal's never seen them or heard of them. No, and I'm like More. a weird
0: internet freak. And it's
1: not even Dybbuk boxes. Like you can go on eBay and buy haunted rings. You can buy haunted dolls. Or it's broad, literally broad.
0: Okay, but now that my phone's listening, I'm probably gonna get all. Oh, of you, these are. you are. You are. You are stuff. Um,
1: but I'm gonna I'm going to dive into what exactly is a dibic box. Um, And there's actually several different ways to say and pronounce it um, for those of you that are not familiar with the term. Then we're going to get to the good stuff, and I'm going to tell you all the interesting experiences I found on the World Wide Web. I know Crystal loves when I say that, so I always (laughs) put it in there instead of the internet or however else people say it. um, People using Dybbuk boxes and, oddly enough, like I just said, buying them on eBay, Craigslist... There's probably some on Poshmark hidden under a different picture, but it's really a divot box. I'm just, like, I need to go look at everything now. You need to go on eBay. Like, I, when I was doing my research and I wrote some of this, I went on eBay, and it was just, I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. I had to, like, exit out, turn my computer off, and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, like, okay, um, yeah, alright, anyways. Um, and you really can buy anything on the internet. I mean, this is, I mean, I haven't. Told you exactly what a debit box is. Just, just let me tell you, you can literally buy anything. You think of something in your mind right now, it is more than likely on eBay or Craigslist probably meth you know <laughs> <laughs> like not just doing boxes you know what if there's a divot box that comes in a bundle, bundle. with like, like meth, meth, meth bath salt lsd yeah <laughs> all of the above so you can like take a wild ride as you open it <laughs> i would i would need something to loosen me up <laughs> to open one of these but anyways um not so sure i would personally want to i would never just like i don't touch ouija boards i know people are oh, see, super super nope. super into those i just have like an unspoken rule i do not mess with anything that has to do with demonic possession it's just straight across the board no for me um but you know to each their own a lot of people are super into that and i'm not shaming you we never shame anybody on here you do you i just sure as hell no <laughs> Absolutely not. Not enough money. No. Any, anyways. But technically, a Dybbuk box comes from the Jewish folklore. Um, a Dybbuk being obviously a Hebrew word.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: which basically means, like, it, it's, like, basically containment. Mm-hmm. Shorter, short sweet. There's, like, a lot of stuff, but that's just putting it short and sweet. And, like, a, there's a bunch of fancy words and ways to describe it and, you know... I mispronounce stuff so easily. So you're just cutting ahead the chase. So just I'm just not... cutting ahead, and I'm just going to tell you. Containment, it's a box. Just take a spooky, word for it. Spooky Jewish Hebrew. There we go. <laughs> Make it simple. Um, it's a box that um, is basically blessed by a rabbi, which, to for people that don't know, and I really hope you all know what a rabbi is, you should really be learning other cultures, but to make it in layman's turn, in the Christian culture, it would be your pastor or your preacher. Basically. Um, places a roaming spirit so that it cannot enter another body. And when I say roaming spirit, I am talking like demon. You guys know what I'm putting down here. I'm Put, putting it down, y'all. are picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but typically a malicious spirit. Malicious being you don't want to mess with it or it'll jack you up and a form it's basically a form of exorcism Um, and containing the spirit to never harm another as long as the box is sealed and we're going to get more into that but basically um, if you are part of the jewish culture community you call your rabbi and they expel the demon out of the hose place it into the box and then it's sealed and you do not open that you never open it you keep it in there you lock, tuck it away and we don't
0: think about it we don't talk about it okay um basically so um, question don't mean to, uh, you can tell me if you talk about this later but like is this something that you would still have to keep in your house or can you like send it somewhere else like if it's like a malicious spirit that was like attached to you or was attacking your family.
1: I do talk about it, and like I said, people list them and sell them on eBay. But normally, your rabbi or somebody says for you to keep it mm-hmm. and tuck it away somewhere in your home, just because you know where it is. Mm-hmm. You can the way you keep can, an eye you on, on can't it. Can't get back because out because if, in the if world. It, you give it somewhere else or you don't know, somebody could open it, and yeah. that literally voids the whole purpose of your rabbi doing the exorcism and sealing it. Okay, so. Yeah, I do talk about it, but yes, sm- layman's terms, smart. You put that somewhere in your attic, your basement. You keep an eye on it. You pass it down your family, and you don't let anybody open it. Okay. Because that spirit will look for another host. Okay. You basically have a demon in a box.
0: Yeah.
1: That could be like a band name. Yeah, demon. In demon a in a box could change make change our podcast name. Demon in a box is actually really <laughs> cool. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, but okay, we're gonna backbone because although people suffering from mental illnesses and disabilities, one of the biggest one being people that suffer from schizophrenia, that see hallucinations and talk to themselves. If you have never seen the the schizophrenic hippie on TikTok, please go follow him. <laughs> You've know him. Uh huh. Oh my god, I love him. I would fangirl so hard if I talked to him or anything. But anyways, he's hilarious. Um, he has been told so many times by religious groups, believe will it at that, I really want to say Christians, and I just said it, but, <laughs> 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 that he does not have schizophrenia, even though he's been medically diagnosed by several different doctors, and even been jailed for it, they think he has a demon inside of him. So, okay. back, back in the, in, like, the... 16th, 18th century, people were actually performed exorcisms on because they thought their mental illness was a demon.
0: I mean, I could see people thinking that, though. Like, people, like, not knowing what a mental illness was and they just thinking that these people are legitimately crazy. It's just, like, back in the 16th and
1: 18th century, people didn't really know what Down syndrome was. Oh, yeah. So it was, like... It wasn't your child it was a monster which yeah. is that which I, is
0: horrible
1: i it is so sad that people thought that way and still think that way so a lot of times when they were doing these exorcisms for the Dybbuk boxes these people really just had mental issues now some of them yes they put a demon in a box uh-huh. which now i'm really sad that's not our podcast name <laughs> <laughs> but that's why i added that in here because it is good to take note that man like people back then and even so today that suffer from these mental illnesses that they literally were born with have no control over have people out there literally trying to exercise them
0: yeah it's horrible i
1: did add that in there that's was in my notes um they would be taken to their local rabbi they would perform the exorcism they would think they would you know expel the demon and it was really they had schizophrenia or or paranoia or bipolar or whatever else back then that we didn't know and it was hush hush and something has to be wrong with you um but i feel like even today a lot of religious groups not pinpointing like i did just a minute ago because there's more (laughs) than just that group um they a lot of the times confuse mental illnesses for demonic possession and it's it's 2021 like there's diagnosis out there okay not everything is demon in a box um but actually and this is where the idea came from for us to do today's episode that crystal talked about in the beginning because i had watched this on amazon prime amazon
0: prime what what
1: sponsor us i was watching this movie um actually like, even if
0: you just sponsored us for like one episode yes one for, episode. or like you don't have to pay us just give us like Mention our names. Mention our names or give us, like, a year free of just Prime Video. I'll pay for the rest. Or books. I order a lot of books. Ooh, we, books. Me and Crystal order a lot of books. Ooh, I have the Kindle Unlimited. If you just I gave just, us Kindle
1: Unlimited. I just got this one. Oh. from My mom ordered it from Amazon Prime. The Silent Patient. I
0: wanted to read this we're getting one. So
1: it's a psychological thriller, so it kind of goes along with what we're talking about. It's woman dealing with mental illness. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, this is what gave us the idea for today. I watched the 2012 movie The Possession on Amazon Prime that was inspired by Dybbuk boxes. It's basically a little girl that goes to a garage sale. This is what we're talking about. Oh, they great. tell you to keep control. Yes. But the woman it came from was was dying and could no longer speak and they basically were like selling off her assets Mm -hmm. so she couldn't speak and say don't sell that okay and the little girl buys it from the garage sale and opens it and oh great that's smart yep and she becomes possessed but it's it's a really good movie you have to watch it and that's when i brought the idea up to crystal because i watched it the night before we recorded Mm -hmm. and then she was like absolutely not after she googled for a few seconds which (laughs) i can't blame her um, and the specific Dybbuk box that I'm going to talk about in a little bit um, is what this movie is actually based on. It's They changed it up. It's not like the same storyline but mm-hmm. it's where they got the idea to do the movie. Okay. Um... It's a great movie, and it's definitely gonna make the the hairs on your arm stand up. And like Chris said in the beginning, you're probably gonna sleep with the lights on because it is. <laughs> there's one part where like a hand comes out of her throat. Oh, no. and it's just super that creepy, kind of and it's that. the actual demon. <gasps> like you can I actually see that. the demon coming out
0: of her. And it I love just, it. I need to watch it. I, but I have to watch <sighs> it with Stephanie. See, that's the thing. Yeah, no, you're gonna have to call. Because her, she's the man. only person who will watch this stuff with me. Tyler absolutely refuses. I can see that. Tyler's a baby. He is the biggest baby. <laughs> he will look. Me and his sister convinced him to watch it with us, and oh he screamed. That's one of my favorites. The new ones. The new one. I, they don't like them all, but he screamed like a child, like a baby. Please give me like five seconds with Bill Skarsgård. Oh my oh, god. Any of the stars uh. guards Like literally, if there's one of them in it, I'm just like, oh. Can we just have a platter with them on? Which is like then? all of them. Uh, All of them. Anyways. I don't understand the um, genes. I don't get it. Even in, their
1: dad. Yes. It, <sighs> that family, like, God really be picking and choosing them genes. And really be picking <laughs> and choosing. They were down. Like,
0: he just said, On a cloud. Bless this entire family with, the, like, the most <laughs> amazing...
1: Like it was wonderful. Oh it's wonderful. Gosh. I love the It movie, and I think he, even as a creepy clown, he's sexy as hell. Anyways, we're <laughs> getting, we're getting, and I have that shirt. I have the shirt of him as It, and it, okay, back to.
0: <laughs> Yo, we need a podcast to, just on that yeah, family.
1: about the scars. Anyways, um, and if you Google, there are tons of fandom websites. Yes, fandom. Like there are people that obsess over divot boxes, and that's not me judging. Like I said. But there are tons of fandom websites and places of people advertising divot boxes for sale. I'm
0: sorry. I wouldn't want to purchase one. That's just me. Well but- well I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk about that. Because we know most of them are phony. Most of them are phony. Phony baloney. Well, yeah, because I could be like, oh, look, there's this Harry Potter, Potter lunchbox, lunchbox that I had my oh. rabbi place a
1: demon in. Like, yes. you
0: can do that. Yes, it's
1: B-O-L-O-G-N-A, Oscar Meyer <laughs> song. It's phony baloney. <laughs>
0: and I was like,
1: really, what is she spelling? <laughs> oh, my God. You don't remember that? <laughs> no, I do re- remember okay. it, but it caught me off That's guard. That's old, though. But, yeah. That's early 2000s. Uh-huh. I don't, some of y'all listening probably B-O-L-O-G-A. weren't born yet. <laughs> Anyways... Um, that made me feel a little old. Uh, a little? <laughs> but, yeah, phony baloney. It's literally people just trying to make a quick buck. Like Crystal said, Harry Potter lunch box. Oh, well, there's a demon in a box. <laughs> and it's not. But I would really hate for a real, real Dybbuk box to fall in the hands of someone that doesn't respect the culture and what is inside of it. Because we know that has probably happened a lot before. Um, when bad stuff probably is happening in the world, it might be because of this. That's not being paranoia or conspiracy. So it's like
0: kind of like a little lighter version of a Pandora's, Pandora's box. box.
1: I've had a lot of people describe it that way when I was doing research, yes. Okay. It, except Pandora is like world Worldwide. worldwide apocalyptic. Whereas Dybbuk is like per person because a demon can only you know, possess
0: one body uh-huh. at a time. So, like, mass shooter, Dibbik box. Dib- yes. Corona, uh, Pandora's, Pandora's box. box. Okay.
1: That's everybody. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. I just had to, like... That's come. actually a really good comparison. Yes. Which could be
0: theorized. Yeah, mass I mean... Mass shooters could be possessed yeah. by a demon, you know. i mean, admitting there. has to be some kind of reason. Something. They just flip. But, yeah. Um... I know
1: me personally, my family takes stuff like this super, super seriously, but like Crystal said, my family is a bunch of weirdos, but I'm glad I met Nikki because we instantly clicked and started talking about all the spooky stuff we've experienced in our lives, um, and my mom has actually been on the show before. And if you missed it, you can go back to, like, like, episode three, three something like yeah. that. My mom actually talks about her paranormal experiences that started when she was just five years old. Um, so go listen to that. And she's talked on here before. I think she mentioned in the episode, or maybe she's told me in Crystal, but we're going to talk about it again. She has actually witnessed an exorcism. Yes, we talked about it. I think that was in the episode. Yeah. Um and it was my mom was like maybe 8 years old. It was very 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 traumatic on her. She is in her mid 40s now and it is still traumatizing for I'm surprised she even talked about it with me and Crystal on the on the podcast. But think of an 8-year-old little girl at Sunday service and this lady just stands up and starts crying white tears and...
0: Absolutely not. Everything the preacher was saying,
1: she was saying backwards, and they literally had to do an exorcism no, on the ma'am. spot. No, ma'am. I would check out so fast. And she was, like, bending backwards Nope. Nope. We quit. Beating, we it. Beating her head on the ground and it Alicia. Bye, was, Felicia. Anyways, so, like, stuff that comes with demonic possession, me and my family don't mess around. That's why I've had friends in the past want me to do a Ouija board With them, and no, (laughs) no, no. I grew up experiencing stuff, my mom telling me stuff, my mom experiencing stuff. I am not gonna open myself into that, and because that's what it is, it's you opening yourself up to allowing that to happen to yourself. So,
0: like, I'll say this. I was raised with, like, the whole don't do it. Same same kind of thought process. You don't open yourself up to it. But I was always taught that you weren't supposed to watch TV shows and stuff about it, too, because that was the same thing they could get to you through the TV shows. It does. But uh, I don't really know how I feel about that.
1: It does. I mean, a lot of people say that, and I believe it because I've told Crystal this before, and my mom talked about it, too. Anytime we talk about it, that's why... That's why my mom says you can tell the people that really are sensitive and are empaths and mediums and stuff, we avoid it. We avoid it like the plague because the more you talk about it, think about it, the more you make yourself believe that it is real, it happens more to you. So all these people on TV, like Zach Baggins on on, uh, Ghost Adventures, I love that show. Me and my mom are probably going to watch that tonight because she's visiting. Mm -hmm. But he's so... Dang dramatic that you know stuff is really not happening. To yeah, because you're gonna avoid it. You're not gonna keep putting yourself in these positions and thinking about it and talking about it because it's like when I did this research, I already told Crystal and had her spook. Stuff was happening to me because for a big chunk of my life, I had stopped thinking and doing stuff like this until it started happening to my son and came back into my life. So yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that. I mean, it is very. I mean, okay, overreaching.
0: so like, okay, I think it is very overreaching, but like, I get like. Creepy, like I feel like I'm being watched. Feelings when I watch stuff like that. I feel that all the but time. But I like that feeling when I watch that creepy stuff. I You're like a weirdo. That it- okay, I'm sorry. She's a weirdo. I'm
1: sorry. I hate that feeling because, like, I've told Crystal before, I've been sleeping and looked in my hallway and saw a man standing in my doorway, and I always feel like somebody's watching me. And I always was telling myself it's your subconscious. And then that literally happened, and I saw somebody in my doorway. So now I'm thinking all those times I felt like I was being watched was I really yeah. being watched? Okay, well,
0: she- that's kind of how I feel too because like my I guess most recent like was it my brain or was it something creepy happening or was like because I was watching a show I don't remember the name of it now but like there was like a whole like very demony like demon coming from the pits of hell like very like crazy like did you say
1: something or did you yes, spook yourself
0: so I saw much? okay so what happened was I watched this show and it was very very it was very intense and it actually made me feel very uncomfortable watching it because it it literally gave me like a pit in the stomach kind of feeling like almost like you should not be watching this right now kind of feeling agree, okay I and I went to sleep and I don't know if it was because Tyler wasn't with me because we weren't married yet And we were still living at his parents' house. And so I was sleeping downstairs. And in the middle of the night, I heard this, like, I just, like, woke up. Like, I guess the best way to describe it, I woke up. And all I could think or all I could see was, like, this tall, male, shadowy figure. And it felt like it was coming towards me really, really fast. And I, like, like I woke up really fast then and freaked myself out. Very much could have. Well... The only thing, my explanation for it was that my door wasn't closed all the way, and there were some boxes, because I had just moved up there. Some boxes had fell, and it was, like, two boxes, and it, like, shut the door all the way. But the door was the door was cracked, like, this much. And, like, the door, like, it fell over, and, like... But I don't know how I could, in the dark, see boxes falling down as a figure moving you towards wouldn't. me. That's just you trying really hard to debunk it. I feel like see, you did and see that's something. What, and that's what that's what freaks me out. I is feel like I was you did like see something. because I legitimately have never been more scared in that moment than I was in my entire life. Like hands down, I could not sleep. Now think about people that experience that daily multiple times a day. I couldn't. I cried all night. Tyler was in New York City with friends and I called and I was calling and calling and calling and it was the middle of the night and he wasn't answering. But I was just, I was hysterical because I couldn't fall asleep. I was freaking out. I ended up calling my mom and waking my mom up early in the morning so I didn't want to do that and I was like mom I don't know what I just saw and she had to cal- calm me down because I freaked out and I still to this day I don't know I don't know what it's, it was. That's
1: valid and y'all really should go back and watch that episode with my mom because it's really good and it took her a lot to like come on because she had for a long long time stopped talking about it and I honestly to this day I think that's why her and my grandma don't really I mean she takes care of her because mm-hmm. she is elderly and sick but I can see why my mom was upset all those years because she was a small child experiencing this every night. How you felt that one night was my yeah. mom every night. And I night. can't even
0: imagine. And like, my
1: grandma never believed her. She still to this day does not believe her. So I can see why they kind of had a Rocky. Yeah. But, yeah, that's um, that was you trying to debunk it, I which mean, is good. I still know. Like, which I'm, is good, but I really think you saw yeah, something. Yeah,
0: because, like, because, like, I, and I guess in my head, I my version of debunking it in my head is my brain just makes up stuff. Your brain That's creates also your anxiety. Imagery. That's also your yeah. anxiety
1: telling you that you're crazy and you're but, wrong.
0: Yes, but, like, it, it's hard for me at the same time to, like, undebunk it and prove it. Because, and because, like, I can still, if I close my eyes, I can see it. And I can describe exactly what it looked like. Because, to me, it was a fast thing that happened, but, like, I visibly remember left, the outline and the shape and... It left a very... The way that I impression felt. Impression
1: on you, and that's not a dream or a box. That's yeah. something.
0: Happened. Like, I felt like like it was coming for me, and I hated that feeling. Crawling.
1: <sighs> but, um... Sorry for the... the it's alright. That's what we're, we're This is a paranormal episode. <clears throat> we're getting spooky, and that's good that Crystal shared that with us, because... Now she has a little more validation (laughs) on it. Um, But that comes right back to it. It worries me that there are people out there, groups of people, fandoms, websites, multiple listing agencies like eBay and Craigslist, of people that are literally obsessed with demonology. Which isn't necessarily bad. There's a lot of people that study demonology. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But that's to study. Yes. That's different. That's you just looking at it, acknowledging it, that it is a real thing. So you know, so you can help people not what to do, what to do. So that's different. So study it, yes. Um, but the ones creating the fandom sites, that can be so dangerous. And that reminds me, I know I talk about TikTok a lot, that like a Marilyn Monroe. I house love
0: her. So dangerous. She's <laughs> my favorite, though. I love how she always just goes out and does stuff for I people. literally think
1: TikToks are sponsors. We I mentioned them a, a lot, lot. But I love but her that so made much. made me think of her because I said that could be so, so dangerous. dangerous. She's um, so cute, though. She is. Um, you are opening yourself up, which me and Crystal just talked about, is what demons want. But I guess what, that's what these people want as well. They want to experience this demon stuff where me and Crystal are sane people and we're trying to stay as far away from it. It is like, like it. I said,
0: I, like I said, when we talked to your mom, I kind of wish I had like a ghostly experience where you have like, where you see, like see stuff every occasionally. Um, but I am not like searching out for it. Mm-mm. Like I'm Nobody not doing should. a Ouija board to look. For, no, sir. Nobody if it happens, should. it happens. Nobody if it doesn't, should.
1: Um, I'm Gucci. No. No, ma'am. So, A lot of people have claimed to have real-life, in-person, IRL experiences with Dybbuk boxes from Kevin Manis, and we're going to talk about him in a little bit, and you, if you know about Dybbuk boxes, you know about him. Crystal probably doesn't. Um, I don't. <laughs> we'll talk about him, but he's the Dybbuk box, and all, so from him all the way to my personal personal favorite person Post Malone, he has had an experience with the Dybbuk box. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know that. Obviously, Crystal did. I didn't know. Um, but yes, on a television show that I mentioned like five minutes ago. <laughs>
0: But, I mean, I love Ghost Avengers. I, mean, I If you do. don't like Ghost Avengers, something's wrong. Do. Because you know it's fake. That's why it's so, it's so, so great. It's so dramatic.
1: Now, when Post Malone was on it, he was 100% genuine. But Zack Baggins, oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> um, if you haven't watched Ghost Avengers, Post Malone has actually been a guest star on there several times. He is a big Ghost Adventures fan, which is so awesome that he fanned mm-hmm. Girls. Over other celebrities when he himself is a celebrity, I think that's always like when that happens. So cute, but I just love Posty. Um, and he had a run in with a Dybbuk box from Zach Baggins' uh personal collection, okay? Because he had a spinoff show that is he has a museum in Las Vegas, that's where he's from, Uh of course. The king of dramatics is from Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Of course. Where else would he be from? You know, show capital. I'm doing shimmy. I know you guys can't see <laughs> <A it>. me. <shimmy. laughs> but he had he has a spinoff show. I don't I can't remember the name of it. But it's literally his museum in Las Vegas where he's like kind of taking artifacts uh-huh. and it's kind like- of like and Lorraine. Yes, he has some of their stuff. I think okay. he I think he has um, the Annabelle doll. Oh that's he cute. has he remember he went and saw Robert the doll. Yeah. We talked about, we have an episode that you guys can go back and listen to about Robert the Doll. Zach Baggins has actually been in the same room and touched Robert the Doll. Absolutely not. So, Post Malone was basically at his museum and was around the Dybbuk box. And Zach Baggins wanted to open it with Post Malone. He had never opened it. Well, then, no. And Post was kind of like, mm, I thought I was just coming here to look at your like your artifacts and your antiques and stuff. I didn't know we were opening boxes. <laughs> so they didn't. They ended up not opening it. But after just being around the Dybbuk box, like in the same room, like he touched it, no, Like, put his hands I'm on good. it. Like it was in this glass case, and they opened it and took it out, and like Post Malone touched it, and of course that, but you know. We're not talking about why were you air-quoting Zach? I don't know. I don't know. He's a person. I don't know why. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so that was great. <laughs> moving on. After being around it, he was robbed. His house was robbed. Oh, that's nice. And had a bunch of stuff stolen. Uh, thankfully, he wasn't home. Which means they probably cased his house. Yeah. when he wasn't. And then this was on the news. I don't know if you remember it. Mm-mm. He was aboard his private jet and it actually was having a lot of issues and I was a very concerned posty fangirl that his plane was gonna crash and I actually almost did. Were they like live tweeting what it happened? Yes. Oh, I didn't like know about his this. pilot was calling into the control tower, like their landing gear was not <sighs> coming down. They were having engine trouble and this was him flying home from Las Vegas. Oh my god. After being around this Divic box. And then a couple weeks later is when his house was robbed. Oh, no. But he landed and he was good, but he says this experience was literally the scariest time in his life. And he realized, it really made him realize how dangerous it can be to be around these divot boxes. Mm-hmm. He did say this could have just been, like, life. Like, stuff happens on planes and you get robbed. But it was kind of coincidental that he was okay. And then after he touched this divot box, like, stuff steadily started happening to him. So, it was kind of, like, an eye-opening for him. So, I made sure to put that in there, and I just wanted to talk about (laughs) Post Malone for a minute. Um, but, yeah, anyways, we're gonna go back. Okay, so, we're gonna talk about Kevin Manis. He's the one I just mentioned. I don't like his last name. Me either, but... (laughs) It's not his fault. No, No. it's not. It's just a weird last name. He is said to be the very first person to use the term Dybbuk box, which is absolute doo-doo because, like I said, they were around in the 16th and 18th century. Okay,
0: but wouldn't it kind of be like something to call it a Dybbuk box? Wouldn't it be redundant, kind of like people called it the Sahara Desert? A box box,
1: yes, because Dybbuk literally means, like, containment, like, concealment, like container like yeah you, and then you box box yeah. box
0: it's like a box box demon in a box is
1: what it should be called <laughs> this Is what we call <laughs> I it i like demon now. in a box
0: it feels like either a good podcast name or a good metal band i'm metal
1: yes like a metal sh- band like a scream. we are band. telling you now if you are listening to us and you are in some sort of band name it demon in a box and give us credit please yes, mention us but yeah um like like we said, we they've been around since as early as the fifteenth sixteenth century, so that's literally a heavy claim to say that this dude is the one that like coined the phrase. But maybe he's just like the first person to like use it. Put the words divic and box together. And, I don't know. And, yeah. Anyways, because <laughs> um, this was in the early two thousands, so um, man owned a small antique slash furniture shop. Furniture. Port- yeah. Wow. <laughs> Furnishers. I was trying to just go. I just with it. liked
0: it. <laughs> furniture. Oh
1: my god, that makes me think of. Have you seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball? Yes. The furniture <laughs> when he's trying to when he's trying to name the machine. Yes. Oh my god. The furniture. <laughs> oh my god. An antique and furniture. <laughs> I had to pronounce it. Actually, I didn't want to say it. Sometimes when I talk, I have a lisp. So. It's okay. Who doesn't? Anyway, the <laughs> flim de sure, the furniture store. He owned one in Portland, Oregon. Oh my God. He, there's a place up north that has a lot of tables and chairs in Why it. Why didn't
0: you tell me to go visit that it when Oregon. I was in Portland? I
1: wasn't thinking about it. Oh. I was. I think I was literally typing this up while y'all were there or like at the end of your trip. But yes, um, well, he doesn't have it anymore. Oh. Okay. But I mean, just, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But and he acquired the Dybbuk box from an estate cell. Remember, I was telling you the movie: little girl yes, goes to estate to, sale. Yep. They tried to keep it the same storyline, but I mean it's Hollywood; they had to uh, change some yeah. stuff. So, old lady turns into small child, but <laughs> it's still a female. It's an estate. He got it from an <laughs> estate sale. Um The box is actually said to have belonged to a Holocaust survivor, so that is pretty cool it it being the jewish culture you know i mean
0: that ties into
1: it everything jewish people have been through unfortunately um you can find sources to all this in our description and like crystal is amazing she always makes sure and puts our sources and everything so people don't try and come and tell us we're poo poo and (laughs) don't know what we're talking about so everything that i'm talking about you'll be able to find in our sources um and it'll take you straight to it even what we're about to talk about Um, and it's, the box is basically, I'm going to describe it to you, but I'll, we will have a source where you can go and actually see the original listing and what the box looks like. But it's wood, I'm guessing probably oak. It just, it just looks like Mm -hmm. thick, like maybe mahogany. Um, it has golden hinges. So golden hinges on the, like both sides of it on the left and the right side. So it opens like, it opens from the center. It opens out. Like, oh, kind of like a jewelry box. Okay,
0: okay, okay. But it's not. I'll, we'll just, we'll get
1: to that. And the handles are carved bushels of grapes. Oh, that sounds weird. But it was said to be made out of a wine box. Okay. Prior to being a divot box, so it's a fairly large box that actually held held two wine bottles. Uh huh. And then you'd opened it out, and the literally the handles were grapes.
0: It's kind of actually kind of cute It's though.
1: cute. It cute. is cute. So it's sad that now it's thought of this way, Aww, but okay. and then it has the gold hinges, so it's actually kind of flashy. Okay.
0: Um.
1: The inside of the box is painted gold.
0: Okay.
1: That's not really necessary to know, but I just, I just thought it. It actually looks like a really nice box. It's reflective, so um, the demon just bounces. But yeah, I don't know. I can't describe how I felt when I first saw the picture of the box but I mean I'm describing it and we're like making light of it but literally when I saw the picture I just felt uneasy and like I shouldn't have looked at it and I immediately Mm. clicked off of it I made sure to look at it so I could give you guys a description so maybe you guys don't have to google and look up (laughs) but I did not feel so great about it Okay, so now, and I literally made sure that I got word for word, and I'm going to literally read you guys the original eBay listing from 2000, from Kevin Manis. Okay. And then I'll go back to more talking about it, because I know I've jumped to him getting it at the state sale, to him now, Putting it on eBay, but this part is important. It kind of explains along the way in the eBay listing. Okay. So this is me speaking as Kevin. Man, it's like I said, I'm literally reading you the original eBay listing. And it says, "During September of 2001, I attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. The items liquidated at the sale were from the estate of a woman who had passed away at the age of 103." Ooh, she oh Wow. Yeah. A granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Poland where she grew up, married, and raised a family. And lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II, which is very sad. She was the only member of her family who survived the camp. There was a lot more detail to it, but it was very sad. It made me sad. And just know that she literally lost everyone. Um, Her parents... Her mom and her dad, she had two brothers, a sister, her husband, and also her two small sons. It just literally broke my heart so the, the granddaughter describing her uh-huh. great grandma. But you know, it's amazing that she's a Holocaust survivor. Um, And she also had a small daughter. It, she was literally an infant.
0: Uh-huh. Yes, so tragic.
1: Sad. Yes, it's amazing that she was the only one survived. She survived the camp by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain, where she lived until the end of the World War. A lot of people, actually, that escaped from the Holocaust escaped to Spain, even some of the Nazi guards. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about Spain. Hmm. Um, and Venezuela, as well. Mm-hmm. That has said where Hitler, Hitler is. is, but, yeah. Um... I was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed here in Spain, and it was one of only three items that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. I purchased the wine cabinet along with the sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale because, like I said, he owns a antique and furniture store, mm-hmm. so that's probably why he went there originally. Um After the sale, I was approached by the woman's granddaughter who said, I see you got the Dybbuk box, because he immediately picked it up. He said something, like, drew him to it, Mm -hmm. which is creepy. She was referring to the wine cabinet that he was holding in his hand. You know, she said it was a Dybbuk box. I asked her what a Dybbuk box was, and she told me that when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers, kind of like this, like mm-hmm. your, your, your pointer and your, like... Like end, a peace sign? Yeah, like, kind of like a peace sign, and she would spit through it three times. Probably, like, a Yiddish, Jewish thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um... And said it was a Dybbuk or a, a Kesselim. I'm absolutely, I'm butchering that, I'm sure. I that's, like
0: Kesselim. That that's like it's why I said in the
1: beginning there's multiple ways on how what to call it, but mainly people refer to it as a Dybbuk. At the time when I bought the cabinet, I owned a small furniture refinishing business. I took the cabinet to my store and put it in my basement workshop where I intended to refinish it and give it to a gift to my mother um, because his mom's birthday was coming up. I didn't think anything more about it, opened my shop for the day, and went to run some errands, leaving the young woman who did sales for me in charge. She was the only one inside the store, just for context clues for what's about to be said. After about a half hour, I got a call on my cell phone. The call was from my salesperson. She was absolutely hysterical and screaming that someone was in my workshop breaking glass and swearing. Like, loud screaming is how it was described. Over and over again. Um, furthermore, the intruder had locked the iron security gates, so, like, those, like, yeah. heavy ones, in the front of the building. Um, in the emergency exit, she couldn't get out, so, like, literally, she was hearing things breaking and, like, really deep, demonic voices screaming, and she could not get out of this building. That's petrifying. And she's the only one there. I told her to call the police, but my cell phone battery died so, basically, he couldn't talk to her anymore, so yeah. that probably scared her even more. And that's also suspicious that his phone just, just randomly, randomly died. died. Um, I hit speeds of 100 miles per hour getting back to the shop because he was rightfully so worried about her. Mm-hmm. And when he arrived, he found the gates were locked. So, the gate, the big iron gates that go in the front, probably so people can't break in, were locked. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that from the outside. Mm-hmm. So, that's suspicious. Um, I went inside and found my employee on the floor in a corner of my office, sobbing hysterically, as she should. hmm I ran to the basement and went downstairs. At the bottom of the stairs, I was hit by an overpowering, unmistakable odor of cat urine. And he says that they had never had any animals in the shop, and no prior people before he bought the shop had owned an animal, so that there was literally no reason for it to smell like cat pee. That's weird. That was, the lights didn't work. None of the lights down in the basement would work. And as I investigated, I found that the reason the lights didn't work also explained the sounds of glass breaking. All of the light bulbs in the basement were broken. Like somebody had busted them. Oh, my God. All nine incandescent bulbs had been broken in their sockets, and ten four-foot fluorescent tubes were laying shattered on the floor. As I already indicated, I had decided to give the cabinet to my mother as a birthday gift. About two weeks after I made the purchase, I decided to get started refinishing it. I was surprised to find that the cabinet has a unique little mechanism. When you open one of the doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the little door below to open at the same time. It's kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. I don't creepy. know why. It's like you open this one, and then all of everything else pops open. But if you open this one first, does anything happen? It doesn't happen? do it. It doesn't do it. It's like it's set for that side to do it. I don't know. That's weird. It's weird, but also not. I mean, it's just a box, so maybe they just did that. Yeah. It is very well made. Inside the cabinet, I found the following items. One 1928 U.S. wheat penny, because pennies are not made the same mm-hmm. now as they were. Um, one 1925 U.S. wheat penny. One small lock of blonde hair bound with string. That's creepy. Mm -hmm. One small lock of black slash brown hair bound with string. One small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters. I have been told that the letters spell out the word Shalom, which basically Shalom in, like, the Jewish culture. I looked it up, and I've heard it a lot. It's basically, like, it means so many things. Mm -hmm. Like, good wealth, hello, goodbye. Like, they use it Mm -hmm. for so much. Um, it's kind of like when people say mahalo. Or chow. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Um. Or aloha. Yeah. One dried rosebud, one golden wine cup, one very strange black cast iron skillet holder with octopus legs. I saw the picture of it. What? I want it. It's like a, it's like a really fancy candlestick holder and it just has a bunch of, tentacles coming out. Oh, I want it. So, I don't know why they
0: thought to put that I don't know, but I want it. It looks like really cool.
1: On October 31st, 2001, Halloween, you know, no other mm-hmm. day, my mother came to my shop. We were going to have lunch together, but before we were going to leave, I gave her the wine cabinet. She seemed to like it. While she examined it, I went to make a phone call. I hadn't been out of sight more than five minutes. When one of my employees came running into my office saying that something was wrong with my mom, mm. being the reason that something happens to your mom <gasps> oh, can you give imagine. her a creepy box. Oh, I can't even imagine. When I went back to see what the matter was what, what, what was the matter, I found my mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet. Her face had no expression, but tears were streaming down her cheeks. No matter how I tried to get her to respond, she would not. She couldn't. It turns out that my mother had suffered a stroke. She was taken to the hospital by ambulance. She ended up suffering partial paralysis and losing her ability to speak and form words. She eventually did learn how to speak again, though, so that's that's the brighter side. I would destroy this thing in a second, except I really don't have any understanding of what I may or may not be dealing with. I am afraid. I do mean afraid. That if I destroy the cabinet, whatever it is that seems to have come with the cabinet may just stay here with me. I have been told that there are people who shop on eBay, which is where he's listing this, like I said, that understand these kind of things and specifically look for these kind of items. If you are one of these people, please, please, please buy this cabinet and do whatever you do with a thing like this. And he ends it by saying, help me. So I cut out some of it because I didn't want to be sitting here reading somebody else's eBay listing for, like, (laughs) five hours for you guys. But basically at the end, he didn't even want a price. He would just give it to somebody, just pay the shipping. Uh And he just literally ending it with help me proves how helpless he was, how terrified he was. Oh, yeah. It hurt his employee. It never physically hurt him. And then it literally caused his mom to have a stroke. So, he was just basically the first person to call it a debit box and list it on eBay, even though, he, like he said, other people were known to list them on eBay. He literally put it as a debit box. Like, back then, in the early 2000s, they would list it, but it would like have some kind of like encryption name, and it uh. wouldn't really say, but you knew you were buying one. So, it caused a lot of uproar and is very well known today and a lot of people have saved it and you can go and read the original ebay listing from 2001 like i just read to you guys um and like i said you can google and it's going to bring it up and it'll be in our sources for you guys to actually click on the link and the help me at the end is the thing that gave me chills Mm -hmm. because It's just, like, he was just, like, I don't know what else to do. He just
0: literally needs help. Like, literally when people say that,
1: help me, like, it just, like, puts in perspective, like... Because people don't like asking for help. No, they don't, especially a man. I hate to say that, but, like, men are the worst about not wanting to ask for help. When I first read it, and even now talking about it, it still really creeps me out. Just reading about stuff like this in general creeps me out. Um, because I experienced some of the same things after researching this, and I literally texted Crystal and creeped her out. Yeah, she did. And, you know, I have to share. I can't just keep all this inside myself. I told Crystal the first day of actually researching for this episode, I woke up and I already talked about it a little bit in this episode, so I kind of gave it away. Um, but I woke up during the night And I saw a glimmer of light. First, I saw somebody standing in my doorway. That's Mm -hmm. the part that I said earlier. And that creeped me out. And what do I do? I roll over and go back to bed. (laughs) That is how, like, desensitized. Like, when I was a kid, I used to stress out about seeing stuff. And I would literally stay up all night and then go to school. And people would probably think that, like, I was just, like, a weirdo and be falling asleep at my desk but no grown adult me i rolled over and went back to sleep and then i woke up again that night and saw a glimmer of light to my to the left of my bed and i was super confused because we sleep with all the lights off we're just one of those people and no tv was on i had recently moved part of my computer downstairs because i was upgrading and we were looking to get better PC parts for the podcast, and I used to have another computer upstairs. Just It was just an extra one we had that we took parts out. But I had left the monitor sitting on my husband's side of the bed on his desk, which is to the left of me if I'm laying in bed. And I looked over, and a pixelated butterfly made its way across the monitor. So creepy. It wasn't plugged in. It was. So creepy. It was pl- unplugged. Like I said, I had already brought the rest of the PC downstairs. It was literally just the monitor sitting on the desk, unplugged, and I, clear as day, saw a pixelated butterfly just go across it real quick. I kind of had, like, the old Dell computers where like, yeah. it, like, used to go boop, boop, boop. That's really old, but... <laughs> um that's exactly what I was thinking about when you said it though I was thinking it literally made that movement and it was a butterfly like I know it was a butterfly and it wasn't like colored it was like literally a white pixelated butterfly that just Mm -hmm. went across real quick and there's literally no power source like I said it was not plugged in um and it still makes me creeped out thinking about it I have since moved that monitor (laughs) it's not by my bed anymore um, it's actually downstairs in our den now, but, um, uh, I know Crystal freaked out when I took, cause I literally, that next day I was like, I'm so
0: ready. I think ready. we recorded a podcast the next day.
1: I think we did, and I was like, I'm so ready to be done doing research for this dibbig box. It's really cool that we're gonna talk about it, but I was like, I'm so tired of this stuff I want to get done with, cause it's just making creepy stuff happen to me. And it's... Like, I've already talked about my whole family experiences stuff. And I... I hate it. Because I was always a weird kid. And got made fun of a lot. And my mom got made fun of a lot. She still does. She's a weirdo. I can say that, though. <laughs> <laughs> her daughter. Um, and I know people literally dream about... Stuff like this. I know Crystal wants to experience more stuff. Even though she just told us that really creepy story that she doesn't want to experience anymore. Um... This is the creepy part that I haven't told Crystal yet. So, a few days later, I found a random book. And I don't even know how I found this book. And I really am trying to get into reading this year. And I've read, like, probably already ten books.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just picked this book up, not knowing even what it was about. And it turns out it's about butterflies. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like butterflies on the cover or anything? No. So I was like, let me just see what it's about. It's not like about butterflies, but there's a thing in it that's called like the monarch community. Mm-hmm. And like the symbols they use are a butterfly. Oh. Okay. So it was like, is my was my brain like foreshadowing that I was going to be reading a book about butterflies? Or am I just crazy and this is a really big coincidence? See, this is how you were trying to explain (laughs) your story. But it literally creeped me out and I had to... I don't know. I haven't finished the book because I've tried to read it. And then I just think about me laying in bed at night and seeing a pixelated butterfly go across my monitor (laughs) that wasn't plugged in. So eventually, I will finish this book. But it's actually a really good book. Um... I made the mistake of visiting a few of the websites, um, you know, the fandom sites that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't go to them, okay? I um, And I even looked up a few eBay listings for Dybbuk boxes. Some are like, like we said, B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Mm-hmm. Um, very outlandish. You can tell the ones that are just people, you just sense they're fakes. And the one's going for 300 plus some even $1,000. Jeez. I, I mean, I think the most I saw was, like, $4,000 for one box. I
0: just want to list one and see if someone's stupid you enough buy to it. buy it
1: now. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to me. Like, just... But if that's what you're out collecting and that's your thing, you do you. But people are literally greedy for money. And people yearning to purchase something dangerous are what are keeping these people's pockets lined with money. Living on the edge. You want to <laughs> buy something edgy, and they want to sell you something that they know that you'll think is real. So, something paranormal. You see something on the internet, and it says paranormal, and you automatically want to buy it, even though you don't know if it's actually paranormal or not. It was the simple ones that literally made my heart skip a beat mm-hmm. the ones that were plain wood plain boxes covered in wax because a lot of the rabbis believe that you have to seal it with wax mm-hmm. the ones that aren't are the ones that you can tell that they're a fake that they didn't do their research but the ones that were plain wood with black wax covering the top That's creepy i I knew those never needed to be opened. Uh-huh. Those are the ones that, like, I clicked on the listing and like it wasn't like all caps, like give it box." Uh-huh. It just said "for sale" and like one hundred dollars, and it like I like automatically like felt uneasy looking at it. Those are the ones that are like that probably yeah. has a demon in the box. Yeah. The other it's one not like flashy. There, oh my god! I mean, if y'all want to Google it, Crystal probably will Google it. I literally saw one that I knew was fake, and it had a giant picture of Elvis Presley on the top of it, <laughs> like, and it was like five hundred dollars. And they said it, it possessed a demon that had once been inside Elvis. No, it did yes. not. There was no. one for Marilyn Monroe. There was one for. um that famous car dude? James Dean or whatever? Yeah. No, people, those are the ones. But the the ones I'm describing that were playing, that, like, the people were literally just trying to sell and get away, that they would probably leave at a yard sale so if they didn't think it would follow them back, those are the ones that, like, I immediately closed out that window and turned my computer off and I went to bed.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't blame You it. can
1: tell when you're looking at it. Um, but I think that's enough spooky stuff. For one episode, we I've I've been rambling. I like this episode. Um I'm glad to be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, um, let's end on a more happier note. We are currently planning a trip to New Orleans later this year. We're hoping to meet up with our friend Nikki Yay. that we talked about that also has dealt with spooky stuff. We're open to move, meet up with her because she has since moved away from us. That's okay. Two. Um, But we're planning a trip to New Orleans, and Crystal literally keeps trying to talk me into staying in haunted haunted places. places. And we want to kind of start vlogging for you guys for our YouTube since our YouTube's that doing so be good. So much fun. There's literally this place in Texas that she keeps trying to talk me into going and staying.
0: It's like $120 a night. We can do it. Maybe. But maybe when we go to our trip to New Orleans,
1: we'll have some kind of spooky thing happen for us. Um, We can do all the
0: touristy stuff that I didn't like to do when I lived there.
1: Yeah. Same. When I used to have to go visit her in the summer, we avoided that stuff. I like know. Oh, I did,
0: too. Like, I hated it. But
1: we can go do all the touristy stuff. I did feel bad because when I was a kid and I would have to spend uh, the summers there, I would follow people that would go on the ghost tor- tours and just, like, try and scare them. I knew when, like, the scary parts were coming up and I would just scream <gasps> oh, really loudly. so funny. I love it. Yeah. Anyways, being a weird kid. Yeah.
0: Has its perks.
1: Um, but yeah, so that means we are in the market for a good video
0: camera, mm-hmm.
1: recording camera. So if you guys have any suggestions, you can DM us or you can email us at Bayou Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I know you guys love our voices. <laughs> Some people don't. They let us know that we sound annoying and loud. Um, but you I mean you could see our beautiful faces, and we could start uploading more videos to YouTube. So yeah, that is all that I have for you guys today. I'm so de- I'm glad to be done with spooky demon in the boxes. I'm still kind of mad we didn't name. it. Can we just name guys. this
0: episode "Demon, demon in, a in a Box"? box. I'm
1: with that. Okay, look, yes. we're gonna do it. We're
0: gonna name it "Demon in a Box."
1: Alrighty, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye.